It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, John? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. Welcome to episode 127 of the Trade Mate Sports Betting Podcast. Today we'll be doing a betting preview of the 2021-22 La Liga season. Firstly, you've probably seen him before if you're a loyal listener of the podcast. I'll introduce in the top right-hand corner of your screen, professional football better, the poacher. How are you? Or maybe we'll call you Liam. <laughs> yeah. Good, Alex. How are you? Very good, mate. Uh, good reception on our podcast we did a couple of weeks ago, so I had to get you back on for the La Liga preview. So, uh, and then the other person at the bottom of your screen, very new to the to the podcast. He's a Spanish football expert, and uh, he's got a fancy name, but apparently you just pronounce it Ruri Barlow. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm excellent. Excellent. Happy to join you uh, from the from Ireland, actually, at the minute. So, yeah, happy to be here. There we go. Nice. Who thought we'd get two or two people from Ireland covering the covering the La Liga? It's very multicultural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So today we're going to go through all the, I guess, anti-post, outright future betting markets, uh, you know, winning the La Liga, Europe qualification, top four and top six, relegation, top goal scorer, and then we'll have a little look at La Liga 2. But before we get started, just a quick disclaimer on this video, and even if you're just listening to the podcast version, I or no one else on this YouTube channel is a financial advisor. This is just educational content aimed at improving your knowledge about sports betting. There is a risk of losing money when betting, and what choices you make with your money is completely up to you. So please be responsible. I will get up the La Liga winner market, outright winner market on my screen here on Odds Checker. We have uh, Real Madrid have gone into favoritism here. That is, I mean, you can get 2.5 there on Unibet, but most of bookmakers have got it priced a little lower than that. Barcelona's second favorite at 3.25 and Atletico. Madrid, you can get as high as 4.5, coming in at third favourites there, the winners from last year. I'll go to you first, Liam, your uh, your general thoughts on how the market's panned out. And I guess I guess the main thing we have to cover here is the departure of Lionel Messi. Yeah, that's that's really been the big news this week, hasn't it? It's, uh, it's trying to market a bit into chaos. Um, obviously, obviously, Messi missing from Barcelona is a huge... A huge last one, but uh, I, I, I can't see how Real Madrid can be 2.5 favourites, to be honest. Um, based on last season, you know, they, they probably finished strongly enough, but they haven't they haven't brought in any new additions. Um, there's rumours of Mbappe coming in, but I don't know whether that's going to happen. Uh, Barcelona just looks to be in a mess, complete mess. Uh, Aguero... Even there's rumours now that Aguero doesn't want to play for them. Uh, Memphis Memphis would obviously strengthen them up. Uh, you still have rumours going on about Griezmann, whether he's going to stay or whether he's going to go. He's obviously probably going to stay now with uh, Messi going. But uh, I just think, just looking at anything, Atletico at 4.5 are definitely the most, uh, the most solid bet. You know, they're, they've lost no one. They may lose Saul, I suppose, but he still hasn't gone. 
Um, you know, they're they're going into the new season as a settled team. Uh, none of the dramas that surround Barcelona are, are around it. And I think at 4.5, they, they're very solid. Uh, Sevilla probably all is worth, worth to mention. They, you know, they gave it a good goal last season. They just, they're just probably lacking um, a striker. You know, if they're brought in, if they could, if they could replace possibly Luke De Jong at twenties, early twenties, twenty, uh, they, you know, they, they're probably they give it a go. But I don't think, I don't think they have the firepower to, um, to win it. So, at, at as the betting stands, I think at that score, four point five is definitely the most solid bet for me. Yeah, and what about you, Ruri? Have you got any different kind of thoughts? You kind of agree with uh, with Liam that yeah, there's been maybe a bit of an overreaction to the Messi news, and Real Madrid are priced a little short. I have to concur with a lot of what Liam said there, and I'm raising an Ancelotti style eyebrow that <laughs> Atleti are third favourites for this because. For me, they're clear favourites. I think before that, I did have my doubts because Atleti have never been a team who've managed to sustain success, certainly in the league. The two seasons that they, or the season before in 2014-15, when they won the league, or 13-14, sorry, they really struggled the next season to sort of maintain a title challenge. But this year, both of their rivals, for me, have got weaker. And they brought in Rodrigo de Paul. And I'm a little bit sort of, reluctant to place too much on one signing because he might get injured and you never know just quite how it might play out. But looking at his performances in the Copa America, the way that he managed to do both the running for Leo Messi and provide him with many passes slotted through the defence, I think that's exactly the sort of player that Leti were missing last season at times when they were shortened. So I think they've got stronger. They've maintained their team, obviously. They're far more settled than both of the others, and so unlikely to have the teething problems that perhaps Kuman or Ancelotti might experience. For me, they have to be favourites. I think Real Madrid are most likely to get close to them. One of the factors which really hindered them last season was their injury crisis of about 50 to 60 injuries over the course of a season, which is just crazy numbers. And so... They will obviously have a have a boost from just having everyone a little bit more fit and with fixtures a little bit more spaced out for their aging squad. But Ancelotti as well, he's never been a, a hard taskmaster and you do wonder if Real Madrid do need whipped into shape a little bit in the sense that they're, they squeaked by a lot of teams last year and they never really had a sort of convincing uh, run of games, even the games where they were winning. It was always tight. And so... They're not, they're not a team that's going to take this league by storm for me either. Yeah. Do you, so? Do you look at this Liam and just think, with the with the departure of Lionel Messi, do you do you straight away just put a line through Barcelona, or do you still do you still think they have a chance of taking out the league? I suppose I wouldn't put a line straight through them, but I think it's going to be very difficult with all this going on there. You know, um, you know, obviously Messi. When we look at his stats, he's you know he, it's his stats are unbelievable. Obviously, sure, he, he's carried probably Barcelona for the last few seasons. Maybe you know with Memphis in and Griezmann and Aguero front, you know it might be that bit fresher. And you know, it, it, I, you're not going to see him outside the top four, I think, but. It just depends. It depends what's going on at the club. You know, I just feel that 
you know, are, are they all pulling in the one direction? You know, it's it's just mm-hmm. very difficult to know. But I couldn't I couldn't back them to win the league. Certainly not. No, certainly not. And also, would just go on real real. I would think the Real Madrid, as Rory said, that Real Madrid are probably the you know you transfer Real Madrid finished second at Let's Go. But with Ramos gone, you know, I feel he's a huge. Not not only on you know on the pitch, but off the pitch, you know he's a real leader. So it'll be interesting to see how they cope without him. They coped fine without him last match for a few games while he was injured, but over a whole season and in those tight games when they really need someone to step up or get a late header, you know he's he's gone to a big glass. And it looks like Varane has gone could be heading to Man United as well. So um, I just think Atletico. It doesn't. It's you know the betting at at seven to two four point five five Atletico. It does seem, you know, as Rory said, it's uh, they look the most solid, solid option, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's it's interesting too. You got the market with um, to win the or to uh, I get it, to win La Liga without Barcelona and Real Madrid, and you've got uh, William Hill and uh, Mansion bet here, and that one point six mark, which is. Uh, yeah, I guess seems like a big price when we're saying that we'd be happy to take these guys on even with uh, Real Madrid and Atletico there. So, yeah, definitely a market to look at there and maybe uh, you can get a bigger price once a few more bookmakers open up their lines. But I guess I think it segues pretty well to the the top four and the top six Um we mentioned, or Liam, you mentioned Sevilla there, you know, maybe being able to press a challenge towards that top three. Ruri, do you see any other sides there with an outside chance of maybe getting the league or at least, you know, getting a top four, top six place there? Yeah, I think it's it's hard because you want to you wanna give some sort of insightful pick in the sense that you want to be this this team that finished eighth last season have a chance at top four and at really good odds but the only side that really looked like they could crack tap top four for me would be Villarreal they have the striker that Sevilla lack in Gerard Moreno and they have a settled squad I think they've invested very well over the last couple of seasons and Unai Emery obviously has found a bit of consistency and a team that he he likes and is comfortable with where my doubts lie for them is that it was a large gap between them and Sevilla last season. Sevilla came close to to getting in the title race, really, and I don't think they quite have what it takes to to get there again. But the drop-off that they would have to have for Villarreal to catch them is, is pretty significant for me. And so although Villarreal are the only candidates, I would still place my money on Sevilla making it into the top four as well. Villarreal, pretty good, good good pick for fifth. Where perhaps there is a little more value and something that I would back is Athletic Club to come in sixth. I think without the distra- distraction of Europe, which Real Sociedad and some of their other challengers, Betis, will have, they have a real shot because Marcelino really changed them around last season. And in any given game, they were able to beat anyone. They do perhaps lack a goal scorer, and Yaki Williams is not the striker that they want him to be. But I think, yeah, if they can inspire consistency across the whole season, and it's just the league and the cup they've got to focus on, perhaps Marcelino can make European football for Athletic. Yeah, good call, mate. Liam, how do you see the the top four, top six shaking out of any sides from, I guess, yeah, Sevilla? 
Real Sociedad, Villarreal, Betis and Bilbao, like uh, like Ruri mentioned, that are taking a fancy there? Uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd very much very much agree with what Rory says. Uh, I think Villarreal are the most likely likely team to push probably the top four. But again, I just, you know, as Rory said, it was a very big gap last year back to fifth. So as I said, you know, Sevilla would really have to, you know, have a poor season. And I don't think, you know, Sevilla have been, I mean, a solid top 14 for the last few seasons. Uh, they haven't, um, they haven't been any major outs. I know Brian Gill has gone, but he he was on loan anyway, so he's he's not out. They brought in uh, Lamella. Um, Viral, yeah, Viral are definitely know they had a great win last year in the, um, in the Europa League. Just, yeah, I think exactly as Rory says, I think they're more a fifth-place team than um, a top-four team. Uh, so, yeah, Athletic Bilbao definitely a good shout. Uh, I, I like Marcelino. I think he's, he's a top manager. He did great work with Valencia when he was there. Um, they, I don't, is there top six? I haven't seen any top six betting yet, actually. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not there, no. I think Rory's point best with Real Sociedad and, you know, being involved and in uh, in Europe is definitely going to hinder them and at that Bilbao uh, just with just concentrating the league that that it'd be interesting to see what uh, odds you get on them finishing top six actually. Yeah, back to back to Villarreal and um, Uno Emre. I mean, I have a little bit of experience as an Arsenal fan watching him, and it just seems like <laughs> it might be like a league season is maybe not his strongest point. I mean, it might be a very easy assumption to make considering he's won literally every Europa League he's ever been in or at least made it to the final. <laughs> I, I think he's got like a 25, uh, uh, what do they call it, uh, win streak in, in two-leg games or something like that in, in Europa League. It's ridiculous. Um, do you guys, I mean, is that something that worries you, Ruri, that – you know, Unai Emery can't really put it to put a you know a whole season together. It's more so those one-off matches because that's an area that Arsenal improved in too. With those, we used to falter in those big games against you know Chelsea, Man United, all them. But as soon as he came, we started to to turn the corner a little there. But it was the it was the long season that maybe he struggled with the most. Yeah, certainly. Unai Emery for me, he's obviously a very good manager, but as I'm sure. Many other Arsenal fans will attest to he can be a little frustrating. And it's the conservatism that he shows, which does produce results. But there were, I think they drew 13, 14 games last season in La Liga, which is pretty ridiculous for a team of Villarreal stature. And those games, so many of them, they either threw away leads late or didn't quite manage to get over the line late on in games. And I think it was a lot down to Unai Emery's reluctance to really go for it. And I think if they could turn those all of those draws into wins or a significant portion, well, then you do have a good shot at challenging Sevilla. But they, they never never showed quite the same desire that they did in perhaps where Europa League games in a two-legged tie, as you say, you can hold out for the draw and then you only really have to go for it once it's backs against the walls and you need a goal. Whereas in the league taking a point here and there, it, it's obviously useful, but it's not quite what you need to, to crack Sevilla, who are a very well-oiled machine under Yulen Lopetegui and just, for me, a better side than Villarreal at the minute. Yeah, I mean, and what's the, what's the point of making top four if you can just keep winning the Europa League and qualify for the Champions League that way? 
<laughs> Way more fun too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you get a trophy at the same time. Um, all right, let's talk about relegation then, fellas. Uh, unfortunately, like I said before, there's no market for it yet, but I guess we can we can cover it nonetheless without the influence of betting odds. Uh, yeah, top of the mind, Liam, is there a, a team that or a couple of teams, I guess, that might stick out for a, for a relegation shout? Uh, I suppose you know it, it would be very tough to bet in here because there's always a there's also a team that you know that are going to struggle. Um, going back to uh, I, ha- I haven't looked at it. I haven't actually looked at the markets. You know, I do, I just look at when I look at um, at betting. I need the markets in front of me. So as to make a you know, I prefer to to have a price and say whether it's value or not. So maybe Ruhr might have. Uh, Better a better general outlook on relegation than than me, so I'd pass this one to him. Sure, yeah, I think. I mean, admittedly, I do also have about five, six teams down here written in front of me that <laughs> are definitely candidates. So make of that what you will. Certainly, in the last few years for me, the relegation race has been as much excitement as the title race, and just always gone down to the wire. So for me. I think Rayo Vallecano are going to struggle. They have a really good manager who I like in Anthony Iriola, who used to play for Athletic Club again in, in the Basque country. And he, he's really, really good. But the the club there, their owner is um, very much against the sort of ideology that the Rayo Vallecano fans have. And so there's a constant sort of social unrest, which never helps the side particularly if you're the last side that goes into the top division as Raya were getting up in the playoffs. They finished sixth, I think. And so, yeah, they have to be sort of huge contenders to go down in the sense that they won't be able to invest massive amounts. They, I don't think they'll, they'll finish bottom for me, but wherever they have quite enough to get up uh, is, or stay up is pretty unlikely. Elche, on the other hand, are my favourites to go down. They survived by the skin of their teeth last year and they just don't have enough. They've not brought in anyone that makes me think that they're able to turn around their fortunes. And although they do have a a better manager for me in Fran Escriba than they did at the start of last season, he came in, he saved them and he's very familiar with the club there. They just don't have the quality and defensive solidity only gets you so far without a goal scorer. So Elche, probably unlikely to give you a huge amount of value, but for me, they are the favourites to go down. And I think perhaps if you want a a really outside shout, Hitafe or Levante, I don't think either of these teams will go down, but when the markets do come out and the odds are available, they will be a little longer. And... Both of those teams have the potential to go into freefall. Levante started off last season horribly, and I think they never really sorted out their defensive issues for a long time last season, and they could go into freefall. And much like Hitafe, who changed manager, Jose Bordalas is gone, who's a very conservative manager and effective, but they've gone for more, uh, what's the word, free-flowing, a more liberated style with Michel in charge. And I think when you, you see a relaxation, it can go one or two ways. It can go sort of the general way that Ancelotti goes when people get a bit more freedom and they're pretty happy with that and they manage to, to really up their game with that sort of being let off the leash. Or 
And especially with teams lower down the table, it can perhaps lead to just conceding a lot of goals. Yeah, no, it'll be very interesting. I know it's very hard that we don't have any betting odds here, but I, yeah, I brought up the outright markets before. That maybe gives everyone a, a general guide as to the order of who's going to win it. Maybe that gives you a general guide of, um, <laughs> of what the relegation is. I'd agree. I think Hitafe would be one team I would be interested in as a, as a bet for relegation. It would be interesting to see their odds because I thought last season, they, you know, it, it took them very late it was very late in the season before they secured it and uh like Bordalis did great work there for a few seasons but they look like they probably have peaked you know two seasons ago and now you know i could really see them i, I know michelle was with them before and as rory says you know you know go, go and try to play free flowing football it mightn't uh it just mightn't suit this type of team so it would be very interesting to see what else they are to be relegated Right, a betting market we do have is the uh, the top goal scorer market, but unfortunately, it's just one bookmaker providing the odds here. Yeah. Uh, William Hill, thank you very much, William. Uh, we've got uh, Benzema at the top, Luis Suarez second, Depay the new signing, and fourth. I mean, fourth to the new signing at Barcelona, Sergio Aguero. Then you got some of the other teams, Moreno. Uh, coming up there too. Uh, I'll go to you first, Ruri. Um, I mean, I know it's tough considering we've only got one bookmaker providing odds here, but is there anyone here that's kind of taking your fancy or just a general uh, interesting approach you might want to take to top goal scorer this year? Well, Messi's gone, and so that opens it up significantly <laughs> compared to what it was the last few years. Benzema at the top there, he is your favourite for a reason. And hopefully with a few less injuries, he looks to be as lethal as ever. I thought he perhaps didn't take the Euros by storm, but he did have a tournament and looked fairly sharp again. And for me, he has to be the the, the favourite to take that award. What, who I do like sort of down there is Alexander Isak. I think you can make a case. I'm not entirely sure whether, whether it will sort of play out and he does have the consistency to make it to top goal scorer but this is the season for me that he needs to become more consistent he's had two years at the El Sociedad where he's been very good in spells and he'll hit a hat trick or he'll go on a run of five six games and score seven eight goals but then have a have a barren drought and just not quite manage to finish off those chances that he's being provided with they've got a good young squad there at the El Sociedad Perhaps that they're playing in the Europa League might hinder him and he might be rested for a few games in the league, which is where you you may see that he, he's down in the charts a bit. But theoretically, this is the season where he becomes Europe's next big striker in my mind. So he becomes the what he was originally meant to be when he signed for Borussia Dortmund and what Haaland was at Salzburg or Patsendaka now going to Leicester. He becomes that sort of next player that people are looking to sign for the top four clubs. So Isak, wherever he does it, I have my doubts. But if you want to talk yourself into something that might make you a bit more money, he's probably where it's at. 
Yeah, I loved watching him at the Euros. I thought he was phenomenal. He did, he did literally everything except except score any goals. <laughs> but um, I heard that there were, I mean, I, I didn't really believe them, but there were rumours Arsenal were trying to get him and I was watching him going, geez, if we can get this guy, that'll be something uh, very <laughs> special. And I'm, I'm very surprised that no other teams really come in for him this summer or maybe there is rumours, I'm not too sure, but um, it seems like kind of the time to, to be raiding or at least Premier League clubs to be raiding some of the, I guess, the continent when they've got a little bit more cash to spend. Uh, Liam, how do you how do you look at the market, mate? Uh, I just, I, it's funny, actually, this market would have been, over, over the last few seasons, it would be very much overlooked because Messi, obviously, um, was a standout, and even when Ronaldo was there, I don't think top goal scorer betting you wouldn't even have a look at it. But uh, I'm surprised, actually, one bookmaker is a priced up, possibly with Messi gone out to get more popular because uh, mm. this is probably the most competitive of all the of all our markets. Uh, the one I like is probably Darren Moreno. I just think that, you know, he's he's a very consistent striker. Um, whether he can whether he can get enough goals to, to like, Benzema is the obvious favourite for, for reasons, and he'd he bang in goals week in, week out. But uh, Darren Moreno started to establish himself more. You know, he's... He's the, you know, he'll take their penalties. He, he's great coming in off the wings. He's, you know, he can come deep. He can, um, even at the Euros, you know, he's starting to, you know, he's a big part of the Spanish squad now as well. Um, he's going to be Villarreal's main, main striker. Obviously with him in Champions League, you know, he's going to have to juggle both competitions and it'll be something new for him. But uh, he's, you know, I don't see him being... Being rested for many games, and at is he at nines? Is it nines or eights? Yeah, nine. Yeah, I just thought he'd. I just thought he was worth a worth a, a something something small. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be going mad in this market, but uh, I just thought he was worth a worth a bet. Yeah, well, hopefully when the uh, other bookmakers finally get off their ass and put some odds out, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll get some we'll get some bigger <laughs> prices for you guys on Gerard Moreno. All right, fantastic, gents. Uh, to finish off, we'll have a have a quick look at La Liga 2. I'll just get out of the outright market for that. And once again, not many bookmakers have uh, have priced this up yet, but you've got Valladolid at favourites there. Shortly behind, you've got Ibar and Almeria. I'll go to you first, Ruri. How do you look at this one, mate? For me, Almeria are going up. They have... The money, and so though they do have a propensity to sack their managers when they hit a poor run of form, which is never, never a stable recipe for promotion, they, the quality that they can manage to bring in and hold on to is just on a different level to, to some of the other clubs around them. So I think Almeria have to be a safe bet, certainly for promotion, if not definitely through the playoff route. Girona... On the other hand, or another option, they've been in the playoffs for about four, four or five years now, and every time they get to the final, they lose. So if they could make it up, sort of through the automatic places, that that perhaps be a different matter. Via the leads, I'm not. They do have the sort of backing of Ronaldo, the great Brazilian, the original one, and they do have sort of a good infrastructure set up there, but maybe. Maybe wouldn't be putting my money on them to to go up automatically because I think there is a real re, rebuilding job going on there, and the way that they finished last season 
it was a very stale side and so they they have to ship out a lot of experienced defenders I think for me and sort of revamp themselves a little but we did see last year Espanol Mallorca went straight back up and they they both came down the previous season and so you do wonder if perhaps the gap between La Liga and the Segunda is widening just a little yeah and your thoughts Liam? Uh, yeah, I'd much uh, uh, like Rory said. Uh, Al Maria have to be, um, have to mention because they they're they're probably the biggest club in La Liga or in La Liga two in the Segunda. And last season, I think it was last season, they got off to a horrendous start. They couldn't win a game, and then they went went in a real good run, and then just finished poorly again. So if they can put a, a solid run together, which they should with the players they have, they they should be um, pushing for automatic promotion. And um, I probably like Drone. I just think. If as Rory, as it's exactly as Rory said, if they can stay out of the playoffs, because <laughs> they've lost the lost the last two playoff finals. Actually, the season before against Elche, I you know I couldn't believe that that they, that they couldn't beat Elche. Uh, at tens, I thought um, Girona were probably if they can stay out of the playoffs, that they, they were solid off. Uh, yeah, I suppose Eber and Leganes are you know seems as you know last season we had Mallorca and Espanyol going up and down, and I do think I agree with Rory that. Maybe the gap between the Segunda and La Liga is widening, and Eber and Leganes would have to be um, have to respect it, as would Wesco, obviously. Uh, but as a bet, I'd probably take I'd probably take Girona over. You know, I, I do respect Amory, and I think they'll have to be there. Just the one niggling doubt I have is just the way, if they do go on a poor run, they a manager and just can be a bit unsettling. Um, so it would just be Girona for me. All right. Terrific insight, gents. We've uh, gone through quite a few markets there. As I've mentioned many times, a shame we don't have uh, all the markets out there from, from all the bookmakers, but we've uh, I think we've done best with what we have been provided. Uh, if we had to sum things up and, and, and after looking at all the markets we've looked at and highlight a, maybe the best outright bet in, in La Liga or La Liga 2 that you guys like, where would you go? And we can start with Liam. Uh, I, I think Atletico has to be Atletico. Um, I see no reason. You know, I think they should be favourites. Actually, I don't. I don't see how Real Madrid can be so short um, after last season. Um, whether they're going to bring in any new additions, you know, it's, you know, obviously to talk about Mbappe, but uh, Atletico at four point five, it just it it looks a real solid bet for me. I don't, you know, they they're not going to be any poorer from last season. If anything, they're going to be stronger with Rodrigo de Paul. Um, I just don't, to be honest, I don't understand you. As I know, they haven't put back-to-back seasons together, but this, this isn't, you know, they're not up against the Barcelona Real Madrid of the last, you know, the last number of years we've seen. So, if ever they're going to put back-to-back seasons together, it's going to be, it's going to be this season because it's a great opportunity with Bar- with question marks over Barcelona and Real Madrid. Actually, a team just to watch out for in La Liga this season, not, not for uh, any outright betting, but with a team who I think could. Because could do better than they had last season as Asasuna. I just like that they've brought in. Actually, they've they secured Budimir, uh, who did well from last season. They've brought in Kiki Garcia and Chimi Avila should be fit for them. So if they can get all those players fit and playing together, I think they could um, they could get some good results. So maybe on a for match match odds on week to week, they're worth keeping eye on also. Yeah, and you mentioned. Uh... I think uh, oh, probably 20 minutes ago, but so likely or 
possible departure from Atletico. Yeah. Like how how much do you think that would affect? I guess you betting them. <laughs> it's uh, it wouldn't put me off to be honest because you know last season he 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 wasn't a regular starter from last season. I suppose you know he even towards the end of the season there in the important games he was he wasn't starting. So uh, it wouldn't you know with Rodrigo de Paul in I think. If if they do lose Sal, I'd be still more than happy to take him at uh, four point five. It wouldn't um, it wouldn't it wouldn't put me off back in them at all. No. All right, Riri, and I know you liked uh, you liked Atletico too. Are you going to concur, or are you going to take me somewhere else? I think it's it's really hard for me to look beyond them. As much as much as I, I want to sort of inject Barcelona into that title race, they just. I think the emotional blow more than anything of losing Leo Messi can't be underestimated. He's He has been their leader and you can criticise his leadership and say that they were perhaps too dependent on him. There's obviously always been sort of this narrative that perhaps players were scared to to score without him. They, they always looked for him before they shot. And yeah, okay, that's true. But that's because he's so insanely accurate. He's, as we said, top scorer of the last few seasons and it was basically a a dead market in that sense because he was so good. And so, although they may be able to put together a team by the end of the season that could challenge for the title, I think the teething problems and the adapting to to the new sort of way of playing without him and finding out who is that leader in attack, who is that person to look for when you're down or struggling to to break through a defence, I think those problems will hurt Barcelona certainly early in the season and that might just put them out of a title race. But we've seen none of these three top sides are are the vintage that we're dealing with, like Liam said. And Atleti, for as good as they were in a lot of last season, they also went on a run of two months or so, which was not title winning form and very nearly were pipped to the post and if Real Madrid and Barcelona were more competent last season they would have won but they also dropped points in that sort of key spell and so I think Atleti have to be the safest bet I really like Osasuna as Liam said they the run that they went on in the second half of the season because they too were diabolical for the first half of the year at least in terms of results on, on the pitch they were better than what they had sort of shown in in terms of points but Osasuna are a really strong bet, I think, for, to make top 10. And if you if you want to talk yourself into it, top seven, perhaps they make the conference league. But, yeah, I think Osasuna, Celta are another team who you could maybe sort of edge towards the European places. They, they have a, a manager who can get the best out of the talents that they actually have there. Although I do wonder about their defensive capabilities lasting over a season for them to make it into Europe. Nice. All right. Well, you can find these uh, brilliant guests on Twitter at the Poacher Nine and at Ruri Barlow. That's R U R I B A R L O W. Uh, you can also check out Liam's or the Poachers. Uh, I guess tipping service at SmartBettingClub.com/slash/poacher. And, yeah, is there anything else you wanted to, to mention, Ruri? I know you're very new to the podcast, so is there anywhere else people can find you, mate? Sure. There's lots of uh, my work you'll see on La Liga Lowdown. I'm part of a podcast there and obviously writing as well at points. And so 
LaLigaLowdown.com or at LaLigaLowdown on Twitter is where you'll, you'll see a lot of my output. But no, just to thank you very much for having me on the show. It was an absolute pleasure speaking alongside you guys. And uh, yeah, looking forward to a, a fun season. I think although we perhaps didn't give a, a, a view of La Liga that was very competitive, I think it will be topsy-turvy and it will be a lot of thrills in, within the, those sort of results. That'll be very interesting to see, I guess, viewership numbers and I guess overall popularity with the with Lionel Messi uh, leave leaving the league. So yeah, it's a very interesting. But maybe it makes a more competitive, yeah, interesting league in that sense. Uh, upcoming previews: we've got uh, the English Premier League coming later this week. So yeah, that'll probably be the last one of all our previews we've done. So hopefully you guys enjoy that one but other than that thanks for listening uh make sure you do a quick rate and review of the podcast everyone and subscribe to us wherever you listen to our podcast and if you're watching on youtube like subscribe show everyone all your best friends the channel and uh yeah should have lots of good football betting content coming your way throughout the season but thank you both once again liam ruri you uh, did a wonderful job today and i hope everyone enjoyed yeah, basically the first time we've done a done a solo Spanish football breakdown. So we'll see how that goes and uh, hopefully see you guys around again. Cheers, Alex. Cheers, Roy. Cheers, thank you. Thanks very much. See you guys.